so I just want to paint a visual image for anyone who might be listening to myself. Um, I've never actually like listened to my intro going into the podcast and I actually just did and there was a lot of like shimming which if anyone who knows me knows that like shimming is not my first go-to dance move ergo um being large chested hi hello um welcome back to the mad yet mighty podcast this is Megan Ciploni your host so um yeah you know just jumping right into it I just wanted to paint a lovely lovely beautiful image of that um that little hype up what about the new podcast cover, right? I'm very excited about it. Very excited about it. It's been in the works for a little bit now, and I finally get to display it with pride. I Right, I feel like that kind of makes sense, too. Oh, my God, I'm totally putting it together right here and right now. 27, walking into my new year, and my first episode back is with my new podcast cover. I swear to God, I didn't plan it. I wanted to plan like a re like a re like hi hello me but like now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like oh my god like my birthday episode coming back wow look at those look at the things that you learn look at the things that you learn coming yeah coming into this week um last week was my birthday and I decided to take a little um which I feel like I take I take breaks a lot but trust me I think about this podcast every single day of the week, every single hour of the day, every single minute of extra thought when I'm not thinking about like, you know, like random personal things going on um, or any other thing or work. I'm literally thinking about this podcast at all times. So I and like I'm not saying that to like brag or think that this podcast is really great and awesome because I mean, I think it's it's I don't think it's that (laughs) Like, uh, once again, like, I'm not saying it's anything crazy special, but I mean, I, what I'm trying to say is is I put, I'm thinking about it constantly. I love doing it. I'm passionate about it. So I'm always thinking about it. Um, So when I say break or when I take a break, it's because it's like, it's been like, you know, like just constant day to day thinking about, you know, which is something that I'm trying to work on because it, I you know, any overthinker will understand. Anyone who has any, some sort of any kind of overthinking will understand. I'm going to actually take myself down a notch here because I just, I, I, I'm, I'm a loud talker. I'm a loud talker, but you know what? I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to apologize for it because that's actually on my list of things. Um, turning, you know, just this weird age of 27 where it's like you still have three really hardcore years in your 20s. So it's like you're not 30. So I, I think like the thing that happens when people start to get to that late 20s point, it's like, well, I'm like almost 30. It's like, but you're not, you know, like you're not. You literally have when you think about it. Oh, my God. It's like no time at all. But when you really think about it, it's like it's a long time. A lot can happen in three years. No pun intended. <laughs> Sorry, that was not a good joke. I joke about things. I've always done that. It just makes me feel better. Um, yeah. Some people will get that. Some people won't. Anyways, back to it. Um, yeah. So birthday, birthday week, Halloween was my birthday. And um, that pat that that weekend leading up to Halloween um, was spent the weekend in Nashville, which was a wonderful time as it always is. I lived in Nashville for um, a little over a year 
and loved it, loved living there, loved everything about it. So it was nice to go back. It was a nice distraction. It was a really nice, it was a really nice distraction. It was really nice to just kind of take myself out of my everyday routine here. Um, being that I just have gotten out of a three year long relationship, you know, patterns are changing. Habits are changing day to day thoughts and feelings and, and just motions are changing. And that's a weird, weird thing. Um, it's a weird thing because as much as I'm coming out of it, trying to be, you know, being, not trying, but being, you know, being as strong as I can possibly be and moving forward, it being that it was my decision. Um, yeah. What, whatever I was saying, I just feel like I just kind of went like on a little, a little righteous rant there. Nashville though, Nashville has always been a place where it just so happens that when I've been in Nashville, when I've gone to Nashville, I've been in very transitional times in my life, which I started thinking about. And I was like, God, that's weird. Because when I first moved to Nashville, I was at a point in my life where I was like, what the F am I doing? And by the way, asterisk, I've been doing a lot of asterisks recently. Um, little like side note, I'm I'm going to try stepping into this new year. I'm going to try to cut back on the big old mighty F-bomb. It's one of my absolute favorite words in the entire world. I, and by one of, I mean the, my favorite word. I I just, I, I freaking curse like a sailor and it just has become so, I'm just, it just is like, back of the hand for me so you know like without like losing my authenticity and who I am I'm gonna try to back off from that so end asterisk so um damn now I forget what my pre-asterisk was do you hate when that happens okay we're just we're just gonna go back so um oh my god what was I talking about so I was talking about oh right okay anyways so there's been a lot of transitional periods when I've been in Nashville. I'm a little flighty. I'm sorry. I, it's just it's just how I am. A lot of transitional periods when in um, being in Nashville. So this just kind of made sense. But anyways, my family went back and um, my dad actually is works and is based in Nashville and he he does travel a lot. So he he was there we were meeting him there and it was just going to be a weekend of we we packed a lot into the weekend oops i am so sorry i forgot to take off um my little schmucky bear's collar and he's readjusting god bless him readjusting he my dog literally waits for me all day long this sweet little soul in this little pudgy body waits for me all day long and he is just uh i just look at him okay you can lay down you're fine you're fine. Oh my God. He just steals my heart. Thank God for him. Right. Thank God for dogs. And he's about to scratch. That might be loud. Um, I'm so, I'm getting so distracted. And the bad thing about it is, is typically I can remember where I've previously been, but this for some weird reason, I am just like leaving. It's literally like squirrel and I'm not even being able to like backtrack, which is embarrassing. I'm sorry. This is so unprofessional, but it's, you know, it is what it is. It just, it, it is what it is. So we are in Nashville for the weekend, um, leading up into my birthday and we packed like, we packed a ton in. 
Um, literally, it's stuff that we've a lot of the stuff we've already done, but we just always like going back to these places because I think partially it's like some of the only places that my family knows to go to. And also because we had my brother's girlfriend with us who they've been dating for years, but it's it's always touch and go like who did what in Nashville when they were down there. Anywho, so we stopped at our favorite, one of our favorite breakfast joints. It's a huge tourist spot, so I'm not really sure why we always go back um, because the wait is literally always over an hour, over an hour. I mean, we waited an hour and a half, almost two hours. No, I think it was close to like an hour, 45 minutes, two hours when we just went. Um, So I don't I don't know why we like continue to go back, but we do. So we went back to the Loveless Cafe. We just where you we you basically binge and gorge yourself on biscuits. They make their homemade biscuits, and I don't even remember how many the, the amount that they make a day. Like they have on their menu, it's disgusting. But we always go. We love it. We love going, um, even though we have to wait in this just atrocious line. It normally is always super worth it. So we did that. Um, once again, I was just like in this weird I was in like this weird kind of headspace where I was like actively trying to enjoy myself I mean you know what I'm talking about like actively trying to enjoy myself while at the same time knowing that literally everything in my life is changing like everything in my life is changing and not for the bad I mean definitely I mean not for the bad but a lot of shifts a lot of shifts And at the same time, a lot of shifts and here we are like a couple of days leading up until my birthday. Yuck. Big time, big time yuck. So being down there, it it was a little foggy, like had a great, like had a wonderful time, had an absolute wonderful time. We went back. um, We always go back to the, like we love going to the Opry and my dad always gets tickets to the Opry, which is always a great time. I've we've I've I've seen a bunch of people that I love there. But the thing about the the thing about the Grand Old Opry is, once again, it's another like big tourist hotspot. So anyone coming into Nashville or any you know it, they love to go to the Opry. And the Opry is one of the longest is the longest running radio show. So they still broadcast it live and then it's also um, on the radio, but then it's also a live performance show that you can go and watch. And they have, I mean, people are there all the time. I mean, like the big, because that's literally like, that's the home of country music. So they have a ton of people um, always there, always coming through. And we, this time we're going to see Little Big Town. That was like the one that was like the one that we were going to see. And then when you go, you don't the cool thing about it is you don't just get to see one person. You get to see multiple people and you also get to see multiple people from different walks of life and different, you know. So there's there are, you know, a definite like silver sneaker crowd, like the older crowd who comes for like there was a lady and I want I didn't have her name down because once again, I'm just going off the cuff, going off the head. So I wasn't prepared to have her name because I didn't know if I was going to talk about her or not. But there's this lady who, she was this older lady. I I mean, she's a, she's a country star and she came on and she was like the MC of like the, like the third half of the show. So like she would come back on in between the acts and yada, yada, yada. She was an old an old little spitfire and you know I just absolutely like sometimes some of these like old geese come on and I'm just like oh my god it's a snooze fest like the first lady who was the MC for the first half was a total 
snooze fest. But I was, I was chipper. I was chipper. I was slapping my leg. I was loving it. And I've honestly, there was a couple of people that I saw this past time that I've literally seen every time I've gone to the Opry. But, um, because they like, I think that they get people who are like, like stationed almost like hey like if we don't have like it's in your contract that you get this certain many shows and if we don't fill the list like you like are slipped in or it's that that's in their contract but there was this one lady oh my god she was she was absolute just dynamite she was a total geese but like a hot but like a fun funky grandma who gets drunk and like definitely cusses and maybe like you know will like when she gets drunk like we'll smoke a cigarette like that kind of chick she literally ended a song with who needs you. That was the song. And it was like, just as in the, the thing about old country is it's as simple as simple comes. And it's just literally like, who needs you, you man, yada, yada. And she talked about, she literally did like a PSA prior to like smoking pot. And like in the song, she's like, light up a joint. Like literally was just going to town and I was dying. I was dying. I was like, who is this old lady? And what is her, like, what, who, like, what is she? Because it was just, it was the greatest thing. Anyways, I obviously loved her and related to her on a different level. So there was that. Um, Little Big Town was awesome. And I, I, honestly, when I first, when like Little Big Town really hit it, because they've been together for a very long time. But when they first started becoming super mainstream and country music, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'll be the first to say it. I wanted to literally, I wanted to take pontoon out back and shoot it and bury it where it belonged. I had, I don't care that I, that I had a pontoon boat. God love, you know, God, I mean, hello mother. And I, I'm saying this because, you know, she loved it because we had the lake house, we had the pontoon and whatever. I mean, it was the worst song to date. That song is, it literally is playing in my personal hell. If I am in my personal hell, and I, I honestly don't even know what would be in my own personal hell, and I'd be very hot, clearly, because you're in hell, but also that's like my real hell. I'm hot, I'm irritable, pontoon is on repeat, and um, I, I used to say running, and I feel like that's so cliche, like my personal hell would be running, and I honestly don't think my personal hell would be running... I'm going to have to come back to that. That's actually a really good point. I'm going to I'm I'm going to write that down because you know what? I feel like that's something that like everyone's like my personal hell and I'm like no 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 but really like what would be my personal hell? Anyways, Little Big Town was really fabulous. I didn't like them when they first kind of like hit super mainstream because of Pontoon and whatever. And then I I even think the second song I was like, "Nah." But then like I started to really what made me love them is watching them live and seeing them live and seeing them harmonize live. Mm, so amazing. Karen Fairchild. And I just love all of them separately. Um, so yeah. Ooh, country. By the way, I love country music and I just feel like I'm like, meh, meh. Um, so yeah, we went to the Opry. We did stop in Opryland Resort, which I had never been in before. And it is the huge resort that is, um, that they've built right out there. I mean, it's like Las Vegas style. Like people fly in like, I mean, it's, it's absolutely madness. You walk in and it's like this huge plant floral jungle and they have hanging things and like over how many rush. I mean, it was like, I like, I can't, I mean, that's literally had the only way I can describe it. It was so, it was like Vegas level. Um, 
and it was stunning. We like kind of walked through and honestly living there, I'd once again, had never, I've never stayed there. I've never been there. I mean, come on, why? But it was really, really pretty. Sad point. There was not a stitch of a celeb sighting and I was pissed. I literally like a chump carried around fail until you don't, which is Bobby Bones' second New York best time seller book. And for anyone who's like, one, who the hell is Bobby Bones? And two, shut up about talking about Bobby Bones. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. I don't know what, it, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with this person, but I think it just comes with me just being obsessed with random celebrities and like, that's who I am and let me live. I literally carried around his second book all weekend in my purse because one, he lives in Nashville, even though I know he's on Dancing with the Stars right now and we were there on the weekend, which means he was in LA training with Sharna. Okay, I know. But I had it because I knew there was a chance of running into his co-host Amy because she has two newly adopted, not newly adopted, they've been in the adoption agency or the, the, the adoption process for five years, but they have two young kids. So I mean like... They live, they're trendy, they're cool, they're fun, like they're a family, they want to do things with their kids. They might be at like the like the Franklin Pumpkin Pumpkin Fest. You don't know. And so we went to the Franklin Pumpkin Fest Saturday morning when we were in Nashville. And we used to live in Franklin when we lived down in Tennessee. And Franklin is like, I like I'm not saying this to be like, yeah, Tudor and Horn, but moving into Franklin, Franklin is one of the places. There's a couple other neighborhoods like Franklin. There, there's Franklin, there's Leapers Fork. Um, I don't I didn't live in Brentwood, but Brentwood's another place where a lot of like the rich, the music people live. But like there are people in Franklin is like this the small historic town where they have the cute, kitschy, little like downtown shops where people will literally come and it's once again another big spot, a hot spot. But they were having their pumpkin fall fest. And so we went there and literally on the way there, I like seriously looked at all my family and I was like, everyone because this is how I am because I have literally no chill and I've never said that phrase before and I just said it and I didn't like that I said it but I said it so whatever I have seriously no chill and I looked at all my family and I was serious too and I was like everyone you need to keep you need to keep your eyes peeled you need to keep your eyes up and you need to keep them open because we're going to this fall festival that is taking place in one of the bigger known towns of Tennessee of the outside ring of Nashville very family friend friendly very like very um situationally appropriate who's not looking for a good fall fest which by the way it was huge um so I was like everyone you need and this was on the trolley going down there I was like everyone you need to keep your eyes up you need to keep them peeled because you have no idea who's going to be around here I mean I was I was serious business and you know what maybe to the point where it was a little desperate it was a little desperate it was maybe a little thirsty I don't care I just it was something so I had my book ready sadly enough I was pissed I was absolutely pissed I didn't see a single folk not a single folk. And I will go back and say that I know on the last podcast I talked about people that we've met in their scene in Nashville and the the track record was not very was not great, was not a hefty track record. I will say I totally forgot this story and I wanted to tell it because I felt so proud. So um and also my mom was absolutely just just besides herself that I didn't mention the fact that she saw 
Winona Judd in Target or whatever or the Judds because the Judds the Judds the Judds and trust me she made it known all weekend that the Judds are faint like like so whatever Winona Judd my mom saw her in Target wearing a fur so there but this I think trumps Winona Judd so when I when I was going to school at Aveda I worked at the Massage Envy in Cool Springs which is I personally think like the second like the second big mall of that area so you have green hills which is the really like which is the upper end a lot of designer stores that's literally where i mean green hills is another like uppity uppity area with money but green hills is the mall that's like the upper end mall cool cool springs was like your kenwood if that makes any sense so cool springs um I worked at the Massage Envy there. So one day I was working at the front desk and because that's what I did. This was while I was in school, privy to getting my um, aesthetics license. And so the whole thing about Massage Envy is like it's literally sales at the front desk. So when you're getting someone, you're like – so when you work at the front desk, you have to – you get assigned like a certain amount of people a day, new guests. And those new guests are people that you're trying to sell memberships to, which is the worst thing, any – the worst thing possible. But um, anyways, just a little – just a little back-end story on that. Um, So I looked at my list, and we were making our list, and the Cool Springs Massage Envy was one of the nicest massage envies massage envies I've ever seen or worked at because I've now worked at two or three two and I worked at a hand and stone anyways um super nice and these these places are franchised out so like they're all owned by different people so they're all different and the builds are different it all depends on how much money you put in how much money you can afford to like have these new builds that like the company comes out with and says "Ooh, look at this pretty new layout but you have to pay for it so the the people who owned the one in cool springs owned like two other locations and they also owned like the massage school right in that local area so their location was ritzy it was high end it was super nice you walked in it was it was beautiful absolutely beautiful um so while we were working I was working there one fine weekend um I looked at my guest list and I saw the name Brandy Cyrus and I was like well that's funny because Cyrus is not a typical and I just had this weird feeling I was like I know that name like I mean, I instantly thought it was Miley's sister, but then I kind of like backtracked and I was like, no, 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 no. So then I like took it and I like typed in Brandy Cyrus on, on Google. And it was literally, it was like Brandy Cyrus moves back to Nashville. Um, yada, yada, Brandy Cyrus, Brandy Cyrus. And it was spelled the same way. And I was like, there's no literal chance in hell that there's another person named Brandy Cyrus that spells it the same way that's coming to the cool springs and I like looked up like tried to look up where she lived I mean I went full Monty and I was like telling everyone that worked there but for some reason I think whoever I was working with that day was either like there there was this older lady who I absolutely adored but like it probably might have been her it was somebody who obviously like had no idea who she was had no idea what I was talking about because I felt like I was kind of on my own on this which is Long story short, it was it was mother effing Brandy Cyrus, okay? It was Brandy Cyrus. It was Miley Cyrus's sister. She came in. She talked about how she, like, rides horses. I totally acted like I didn't know who she was. 
um literally had to like sit down with her talk with her whatever and actually like now that i'm saying this i know that she's like not a super big celebrity because like i listen to her all the time and she hangs out with a ton of bachelor people but i mean she kind of is so yeah anyways i just thought i would like talk about that for like a minute i felt like i needed to redeem myself after the last of saying that my mom thought she saw will lexington not will huntington will lexington from nashville anyways no celeb sightings um Okay, I have to say, I have to just, I have to put this out there and I don't want anyone to come after me and I don't want anyone to be upset with me. Um, We went and saw the new Halloween while we were there. And going into this, I, I, I do remember stating previously that I am not a big fan of the Halloween franchise. Honestly, I think I just kind of got bored watching it and I never really gave it a chance. Um, I'm not somebody who for... I mean, I can definitely appreciate the classics, okay? I know how to pre- an appreciate <laughs> I know how to appreciate a good classic. I just never really got into it. I never really got into the Halloween. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen probably the entire Halloween movie just in pieces from how many times it's been on AMC. So like I've seen it. However, my family went to go see Halloween at this, at one of our favorite theaters in Nashville. It lights up. It looks like a big neon world at night, the Regal Theater. It's fun. It's great. Whatever. So we went and saw Halloween and, um, you know, we were rolling six deep. So we were minus, um, minus puppy, sorry, puppy, um, my youngest brother, and we were plus um, my brother's girlfriend, but not with Anna's boyfriend. Anyways, long story short, there were six of us. And, you know, I mean, I'm hearing great ratings about Halloween. I'm hearing it has great ratings. I'm seeing all this, all this help love about Jamie Lee Curtis. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Do you know who gets down and dirty on Freaky Friday? This bitch. I get down and dirty on Freaky Friday. I, I literally think I used to know all the words to Freaky Friday, the movie. And I probably can guarantee that my siblings do too. Because when we used to ride around, we used to ride around deep in my mom's green conversion van with the damn TV in the middle console with the VHS. And we used to run, we used to burn movies until I literally think they wouldn't play anymore. So can I quote um, Sorcerer's Stone? You bet your ass I can. Can I quote Ernest Scare Stupid? You bet your ass I can. Can I quote probably... Probably, um, God, I'm just, I'm striking, I'm striking out. I am striking out Freaky Friday, Freaky Friday. There we go. Hello, here we are. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. So we go, we go and see Halloween. Okay, we go and see Halloween. Um, I'm going to say, and if you disagree with me, that's totally fine. I accept you disagreeing with me. I want you to disagree with me. I think Halloween the remake was an absolute crock of shit. I love a good bad. I love, I love really terrible movies. I absolutely adore them and I live for them. And honestly, I'm not going to say it was a crock of shit. I'm not going to say it was a crock of shit because I didn't go into it with any kind of emotional attachment like I normally do. I went in just like, I, can you give me a good jump scare? Can you get this girl to lift her tushy off the seat is what I'm looking for. A, B, um, are you going to, you know, I don't think I've net. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to Bible this right now. My right hand is up in the air over a fake Bible. I, Megan Cipollone have never seen a movie that I have honestly, truly can say that I've like 
okay, let's back up. I need to re-edit this. I need to re-edit this because this is serious. This is serious business. I don't, I don't, I don't mess around when I talk about la movies. I, Megan Cipollone, can typically find something that I love about every single movie that I watch, whether it's somebody in it, whether it's something about it, good, bad, whatever. I am a true blue fan. I love film. I love cinema. So help me God. That being said, there has been a couple of movies that I have actually physically had a, not a couple, there's one in particular that I went and saw. The circumstances were actually probably not the greatest circumstances to go see a movie in and who I was with. However, I digress. Another story for another day. (laughs) I saw Mad Max and I saw Mad Max in the movie theaters. And that was the first movie that I ever literally said, I want to get up and leave. And that was after almost two hours. I've never done that with any other movie. It was one of the worst. And I don't care who you are, if you like the remix, whatever. That was the, I get it was gritty. I get it was different. I I love it. I love that. I love grit. I love whatever. Give me action. Give me this. I don't shy away from anything. That movie was a piece of shit. And I will go on record and say that to this day. I don't care who shaved, what girl shaved her head for that movie. I don't care that it was Jennifer Hudson's ex-boyfriend who plays the Beast in X-Men, who I absolutely love, Nicholas Holt. And in Warm Bodies, that, that movie was a piece of shit. I digress. Seeing Halloween did not make me want to leave the theater. So I just wanted to like kind of give you like a level. But I was so embarrassed that anyone actually thought this movie would remotely be like good and like comparable to the first. I do have a friend like there were moments. So there were moments because I have seen I guess I have seen the first one. I did notice moments that were nods to the first one. The exploding pumpkin in the beginning, the, like the kid's room with like the lights. There's there's bits and pieces, the sheets. I, I love the sheets. I love the sheets. There's a meme that I posted that I absolutely, absolutely adore. It's whatever. It's referencing be a freak in the sheets or whatever. And it's and it's the it's the image of Michael Meyer standing in the sheets. So like I trust me, I get I get all of the nods and all of the appreciation for cinema and the original. Let me just tell you a couple of lines that I heard from this movie that kind of disturbed me a little bit. And disturb and by disturbed me, I mean what writer, what writer in their actual mind thinks this line is really just going to land with people? And this is not anything I wrote down because trust me, this does not need to be written down because my family said this line over and over and over again all weekend long. We actually out loud and not myself and and there wasn't that many people in the theater. I think besides us, there was maybe six other people, maybe eight pushing it. Um, so as you can see, there wasn't really that many people. So like, and at the, like the pace of the movie, I I mean, my mom, if you go to a movie with my mom, like, I'm sorry. And I say this mom loving and I love you. And this is not anything bad about it. This is not anything bad about you. I just am talking about the experience in general. Um, And like I like how I'm having a complete conversation. Going to a movie with my mother is a complete experience. It's a complete experience. And honestly, there's bits and pieces of me that I'm starting to see in her. I'm a very vocal person when I'm watching TV and I'm watching movies. And I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared of my future because my mom doesn't give any give zero shits in a movie theater and will say literally whatever is on her mind her opinion out loud really loud like normal decibel and at first it's funny and then it gets to a point where I'm like I'm about to like be like mom enough you have to get kind of firm with her you have to get kind of serious okay and she still actually doesn't listen to a thing you say so 
Um, there was a line in this movie that my family repeated all weekend long, and it takes place in the beginning of the film where we have Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter. So we have um, the, and honestly, once again, I, Lori, we have Lori. Lori's the main, Lori, Lori, the babysitter. She's the main character, whatever. So we have Lori, who has had a daughter, and then has has had a daughter. Anyway, so the family's sitting in the kitchen. We have Lori's daughter, her daughter, and then Lori's husband. And Lori's husband is loading up mouse traps. And then Lori's husband, um, while he's loading mouse traps and one snaps on him, and he was loading them with peanut butter, decides to say in the middle of family breakfast in the middle of the kitchen, Oh, I got peanut butter on my penis. Um, I'm sorry, what? And, like, we were all, like, I, at first, like, didn't even, like, didn't even, didn't even, like, make, didn't even look at anyone. Because I was, like, I'm not sure if I heard that correctly. And then, like, as a couple seconds went on, I think we all started to look at each other. Like, did we all just hear that? Did he literally just say, I got peanut butter on my penis? Like, why? I guess I just don't understand why that is necessary. (laughs) I, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know. So, um... That was one. And then there was just some other things that were just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say I, out of, out of five popcorn kernels, I give it a two. And that's being good. And that's being, and that's being nice. And that's being absolutely nice. Um, the beginning was stupid when they brought in the two podcaster reporters, journalists, who then, like, they make them seem like they're going to be main characters, and then they're literally killed, like, ten minutes in. And it's like, well, why do we have all this buildup? Why did we Why did we literally take time to get to know these two characters? You, They were literally setting the movie up like we were going to know and, and try to get to know these two characters, and then, like, they kill it. It, it was just – it's very – it was very scattered, and maybe I was looking at – and. I'm not trying to, like, be cool and, like, dissect it and, like, try to find things wrong with it. I'm literally just trying to be a viewer. And, like, this was things that my, like, my fa- my family was saying as well. Like, what the hell was with those people in the beginning? Like, why'd they even put them in there? Like, it was just weird. It was weird. Like, I love, I think Jamie Lee Curtis is great. I mean, there was a moment of, of time where, like, Michael Hatter and, like, just the dumbest, the dumbest position that you're telling me that she's gonna, she's gonna wait her whole life and like set her house up and like basically become like a, like this trained, this trained fighter with all of this, well, not a trained fighter, but you know, like she's like, she's a doomsday, like she's a, pre- she's preparing, like she, that's literally what they turned her into is like a doomsday kind of chick with like a basement and whatever and that's the whole thing I'm not gonna go super into it because I really don't care about it that much but um yeah so peanut butter on my penis was the theme of the weekend thanks come again another really weird theme of the weekend so um I just want to touch on this because I I have other things I have other things that I want to talk about um so when we were in the ho so we were sleeping in the hotel rooms we had uh, the, the kids me and my sister and my brother and his girlfriend we were sharing one room my parents had another room. Um, I had, I don't know what got me on the topic. I think I was just like laying at night and I was like, oh, like, let's watch this video. And I had previously watched something on Netflix as I was like skimming. I had looked at um, this, actually this one, do- it's like a documentary based show, I guess, about different BuzzFeed journalists who like study and their episode was like one random weird topic. 
I watched one on ASMR. Um, and I had never heard of it before, had absolutely no idea what it was. So I watched this episode and then I watched what it was and I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. So for anyone who doesn't know what ASMR is, ASMR stands for um, Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. So I'm not educated on it. I I can't really tell you like specifically, um, but what it is, it's, it's literally, okay. And so ASMR, so people are, are these, these YouTubers are coming out with like ASMR channels and it sounds really like sexual and it sounds kind of like something and it's, and it's not, it's not at all actually. And like, that's one of the thing, the stigmas that they wanted to kind of like, they wanted to smother in this, in the show that I watched on Netflix. I think it was called like to know it. And I'm not sure if that's right or not. And I'm sorry if that's wrong. Um, so I watched this whole episode on ASMR and I was like, okay, and kind of watching it and kind of thinking, I mean, I might go and watch one of those videos. So what it is, is it's these YouTubers are making, so basically what ASMR is, is it's an experience characterized by a static like or tingling sensation on the skin. So that's what it actually is. So there are people who have created ASMR channels who make videos and they have multiple microphones and they take different objects and they make different noises with their mouth and these objects, which then sensory wise cause a sensory reaction to yourself, which some people find um, relaxing and calming and almost like a release. So it's almost something like when somebody plays with your hair or with somebody, and that's more of like actually feeling. This is literally, so the, that's from feeling and that's actually what the ASMR videos are trying to like represent, even though it's something that you're listening to and watching and um, hearing the noises. It's bizarre and it sounds really odd. And for somebody who can't sleep with any noise, um, like, I can't sleep with the TV. I can't sleep with my TV on. And that was a big battle. Um, anyways, I was going to... Yeah, whatever. I can't sleep with the TV on. Um, I can, but I don't like it. It's not how I, like, how I can get a solitude sleep. So ASMR is something that, like... Okay, so we were laying... So we were in the hotel room and we started watching. And I looked it up on YouTube. And there was this one girl who has, like... I mean, she has, like, a million, over a million followers. And all of these mil- billions of views. Whatever. We started watching some of these videos and I'm not going to lie, as creepy and as, as weird as the whole idea is, I mean, I'm talking like, she literally like whispers like this into the microphone and this is how she talks. The entire epi- like the entire video and she'll take like brushes and different cups and make different sounds with her fingers and her mouth and these objects and I'm not even kidding you I have never felt so like my eyelids watching these videos have never felt so heavy and like my sister was like like I kind of like these too and then like my brother was talking to us one minute and the next minute he was snoring and then he was awake and he was like I wasn't asleep or like I wasn't asleep and we're like yeah yeah you are you're actually just snoring ASMR is weird. It's absolutely bizarre land. But I'm telling you, if you listen or watch the videos, I mean, it's not, it's obviously not for everyone. And I haven't watched it since. I actually might watch one tonight just for the, or like try to like play one. Um, 
it's weird. It's me- it's mesmerizing. And like I said, it's literally there's nothing sexual about it whatsoever. It is literally this girl like it's just a girl who has microphones and is like taking a brush and it's like it's like a makeup brush and it's like making trying to make noises with it in the microphone. It's absolutely bizarre land. And I think everyone should watch. So that kind of being said about my that was a little bit of a about the Nashville trip. But there is one thing that kind of happened when I got back. Um, so like I said, the Nashville trip felt very, um, it was wonderful, but it was like a distraction for me. Um, coming home from Nashville, I kind of, and that was another reason why I was like, you know what, let's let's just take this birthday week and let's just not worry about anything you know let's not feel like you need to be anything do anything say anything be anyone um you know which means you know put out a put out a podcast episode because I kind of had you know let's let's be human for a second let's let's be real for a second I had a rough week I had a rough week it's weird it's weird going through a breakup a long breakup a three-year breakup and you're you're having to celebrate your birthday i it's just it's a very like it's an it's odd it's an odd time had a great you know had a great birthday week had a lovely lovely hibachi dinner with some close friends hibachi makes everything better and i will say like when you're at a hibachi restaurant i i don't know how many times like i like i there was a period of my life where I was going to hibachi like all the time. And I was like, do I just need to start sitting at one of those tables where like they don't have like a hibachi top? Because like I feel bad for the chef. Honestly, the chefs need to step it that they need to step it the fuck up, you know? And I'm sorry. I had to I had I've, I've been cutting back. I've been editing myself. These chefs need to step it the F up. And I'll say this because not that I like want to be entertained every single time because like you know that you know when you sit down for hibachi you know and it's like awkward because it's I'm I'm the person at a hibachi table where if the chef does something if I see my 90th million volcano onion volcano on fire I still have to at least acknowledge his presence I have to be like oh yeah and then like go back to whatever I was saying like I I've gotten better at it. I'm not I'm not saying that I'm completely healed but like I'll have meals with some people where like they won't even like acknowledge the like the like hibachi man's presence. And I'm like, damn, that is like a power move because I'm weak and I have to literally like be like, thank you, thank you. Or, <laughs> or feel like I need to like be funny and witty and exchange with him every single time. And it's exhausting. I finally, I was like, this is like my kind of birthday dinner, like low key. It really wasn't, but it was, it was. But like, I, I like, I have, I have, I have people that I want to talk to and honestly I've seen your your bit a million times and quite frankly you're not doing anything to make me want to clap for you that I haven't already seen so you know what make the meal um shush and do 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 whatever you didn't even give a shrimp appetizer so sorry about that rant about hibachi but I know that I'm not the only one that feels that way I know I'm not so like I said, it was it was a great it was a great week um surrounded by great people. And I think that's the one constant thing that I have just been so once again opened my eyes and going into this year of 27, going into like starting these really serious years. And not that I'm saying that these past years haven't been serious in my life because they have, but like okay, like 
now the years like count, you know, like 20, 21, 22, it doesn't really count 23, it doesn't really count 24, it doesn't really count 25. It, they don't really count. Like now that I'm 27 and then 28, then 29, then 30, then 30, it, it, it counts now. So really trying to just like stick forward with what I've been progressively trying to do for myself. Now I will say that I think sometimes and what I was, what I realized this past week is that like, you got to give yourself time to heal. You, what in, in anything, in anything, in a loss, in, and I guess just my way that I can refer it to, you know, breaking up, losing a job, a loss. Um, I don't know, like those are just the main, those are dumb and those are not, I know there's so many more examples that I can name right now, but they're just not coming to my mind. You have to let yourself heal. Um, and you have to let yourself, you have to let yourself experience feeling like you have to, you have to. And I was very, very in the right mindset, but I think there was a lot of adrenaline that I was, I was running off of, um, you know, and I've taught, you know, I talked about it in the past podcast, like I definitely am, have been trying to change my mindset and my mindfulness and the way that I look at things and the way that I'm, uh, you know, attacking my days. Somebody who suffers from something that can really, you know, take over them extremely quickly. And then before you know it, you're, you know, laying on the couch and you can't get off the couch because you just, it's weird. It's weird. So I've, being that I've been so ha ha ha, like, you know, like, burning it at both ends I think you know this past birthday week was just it was weird it was bad it was weird it was a down it was a downward slump and I honestly didn't want to come on and like be with people and talk to people when I was in such a foggy headspace and such a foggy weird place because I was like I'm I'm moving you know I'm moving forward and I'm trying to move forward I'm trying to like open you know it's weird it's like you're almost opening your eyes for the first time again and that's, meh. but think about it. And I know that there's people who might be listening who can't relate to me right now because they're in a really wonderful relationship and I'm happy for you and that's great. But there's other things in your life that you can look at that change. Um, and honestly, I'm sorry if you are in such a routine, you might want to shake yourself up and kind of like open up your own eyes because one day I'm not even, things can just Things can just change so fast, so fast. And here I am, you know, things have been one way, you know, you've, your, your life is looking one way. You start to make plans and then something changes. You're like, holy shit. Like, where was my, where was my, where was my anchor to kind of keep me, keep me still kind of grounded. And that's my one thing that I will work on is that I lose my anchor. I lose my anchor in, in relationships. I will say it. I will admit it. I lose my anchor in relationships. I lose what holds me down and I become completely invested in the other person. And I'm working. I mean, damn, that's something that's got to change big time. And it's, it's a progress, you know, everything is life. We all are working progresses. I know that I'm sounding like such a cliche book right now, but 
God, when you're like in a situation like this where you're just, you have fresh eyes. I feel like I have fresh eyes. I don't have the veil. I don't have something where like my, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not in a situation where it's like, okay, well, this is my life for the rest of my life. You know, like I, I have fresh eyes and it's like, oh man. So one of the things that kind of like shook me was when I got back from my Nashville trip, I had somebody that I work with. I, you know, I posted, I posted a stupid picture on Instagram, um, which I actually, I don't mean to say that. I love posting pictures on it. I love Instagram. I think it's a way to express. It's a way to be creative and like, yeah, it can be super overwhelming and super, super annoying and super like you can get lost in it for two hours and look up and you've literally just been doing absolutely nothing but sitting on your couch and scrolling through your stupid phone for two hours. I do it all the time and I love it. Because I love, I love entertainment and I love being in the know. But at the same time, at the same time, like, it's a highlight reel, people. It's what you make it. It's what you want it to look like. And it's great and it's fun and that's wonderful. And I love it. I mean, it's opened so many worlds for branding and marketing and, and entrepreneurship. I mean, there's so many great things about it. Trust me, I am not one-sided. I am not somebody harping that technology is the downfall and, or is terrible because that's not, that's just not realistic. That's stupid. That's stupid and not realistic. And if you think that, you're ignorant. Hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, that was just like a little, you know, that was a little like, what's it? That was just me being passive. Anyways. Any who I had somebody at work say to me after seeing the picture that I posted when I was in Nashville I had somebody say I want your life I love or said something weird like that and I remember like walking out with them and I was like in my mind immediately I thought to myself you want to be going through a really like shitty time where like you just broke up with you know you were in a three-year relationship and you just like ended, you know, that just ended. Like that's immediately what I thought to myself. Cause like, you know, my shit's in shambles. Like not, sh my shit is not in shambles. Trust me. I've, I'm actually, once again, I'm doing really, really, I'm doing fine, but I'm going through the motions like a normal human. You know, I'm mourning like a normal human. I'm grieving like a normal human. I'm, my body is, is was in shock because it's not doing my my everyday routine is completely changed my mindset is completely ch ha changed so that was just that really stuck with me I thought that was so just a perfect example of like Somebody saying that and you being like, you really have absolutely no idea. And same thing with a couple of people who have like broken up recently. So Bachelorette, Caitlin Bristow and Sean Booth. I mean, you look at their Instagram, you look at her Instagram, you, you know, you listen to her podcast. I mean, you would have never any idea that, you know, and they've been together for three years and they were engaged and they've been, they've lived together in Nashville and they just, they just broke up. I, it's just... Instagram is a highlight reel. And I sometimes forget that. I sometimes am looking at this and like looking at these people and what they're doing. And oh my God, that's amazing. And I'm not doing that. Looking at these people are tra like traveling and this is their day to day and they're glamming and they're th like, it's not, it's not real. And I think, excuse me, woo, ladylike. Um, and I think when we can really just understand that it's just, 
it's what it's what people make and i'm like i'm it was weird like i li- this literally kind of just really resonated with me today because i mean i for somebody who is on instagram as much that i am you know i'd never think that way i look at it i'm just like looking at everything that like i'm not or not doing um and once again i love instagram i love being able to be creative in posting and and call and this and it's just it's fun it's fun and sometimes I get a little carried away and that will not probably ever change (laughs) I will still probably um after a glass or two of wine still probably talk about dancing with the stars which by the way I just want to say I just have to say because I was I was once again watching it last night I'm just I just want to put it out there that like I'm not an avid Dancing with the Star watcher, but I'm only watching it this season because of because of Bobby Bones. Anyways, so yeah, I just back to Instagram. I just like I'm like I'm saying like I'm still going through a really weird ass time in my life, you know. Like I'm having to re not and once again I keep saying I'm ha- I have to reevaluate. It's not like I wasn't doing certain things but it's like okay it's it really gives me the time to like honestly I kind of I feel kind of lucky I know that sounds weird but I feel kind of lucky it's almost like I get kind of once again shaken and like my eyes are opening again for the first time and I'm like okay like what are we gonna do what do you want to do what are some things that you and you know what this is what is going I'm going to learn is that like these are the things that I need to it just needs to stay the same I need to we all need to stay the same we all need to still have drive and still go after things and know and hope that that person is going to be there no matter what um but you have to just keep leading your life and like the holiday says you have to be the leading lady in your life. I just watched it on TV the other day. It was literally on on Sunday and I was just dying. I was dying because Sundays are a very tough topic or have been, I think, a tough topic for me. Um, Sundays have been a day for the past three years that I have not spent by myself. Um, I might have physically spent Sundays by myself, you know, physically have been alone because um because my ex was out of town but Sundays have been something that I've always for the past three years have spent with someone else whether it was mentally whether it was physically um so this past this last Sunday the Sunday that just just happened for those of you who like like me who sometimes get confused with the old calendar sayings this last Sunday um was the first Sunday that I actually had time and chose to have time by myself I've filled my schedule up um the last couple of weeks and weekends I've had you know this workout class this workout class and I'm gonna go here then I'm gonna go here then I'm gonna go here and this past Sunday um woke up worked out went to the hardest bar class I have ever taken in my entire life once again wore the incorrect thing so I went to a body fusion class um, was it the day before? Was it that? Yeah, it was that. Sa- it was Saturday, and it was a. F- it was an absolute nightmare. Um, wore the wrong sports bra. So for those of you who you know have tiggle biddies and who understand what it's like, who have to th- think about what they wear 
pre a workout, I'm thinking I'm just going to go into a body class. We're going to do mat work and it's going to be very strong and very like yoga like movements. It wasn't. I feel like I jumped up and down for an hour and I rubbed my nipples raw. By the end of the class, I literally had my hands in my sports bra covering and holding my nipples because I was like, I am I'm literally rubbed raw. Where is the Vaseline or A&D ointment? Stat. Stat. Right now. So coming off of that class and going into Sunday, just kidding, but Sunday, I think I did one of the hardest workout classes I've done in a very long time. And I literally just let it all came out. I was disgusting. I was sweating on the floor. I literally was dripping sweat on the floor. I was breathing heat and steam onto the mirror in front of me. I mean, I was just like, I was working it on. I was like, I'm going to come out of this better on the other side. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean when you're in that mode. You know, looking at myself and, oh my God, anyways, I'm, I'm going down a path I don't want to go down. But what I'm trying to say is, is that, so it started out that way. And then I actually, I went to church on Sunday too, which I haven't done in years. And I really don't like talk about that a lot because I was born Catholic. I was born and raised Catholic. I was baptized. Um, I actually went to Catholic school for a couple of years until um, I literally was told to sit down by my teacher because she already explained the question. That made my mom real pissed. Pulled me out of Catholic school like that. Put me in public school. Yo, yo, yo. That was weird. Sorry. Um, so, you know, and like not like I did. Like I went to like it was, a it, you know, for anyone who's listening who's from around here, it was Crossroads. It's right up the road. It's not the first time I've been. But just something to kind of like I just I just felt like it was necessary and I kind of wanted to go and I kind of wanted to do something that was like out, you know, bigger than me. I wanted to do something that was bigger than me because Sunday was real scary. Um, and then after that, I decided to, for the first time, to choicefully spend the rest of my days by myself in my apartment. And I love my apartment. My apartment is my home and it's so comfortable. And I've really have started to really make it what I've wanted um, look-wise and feel-wise. And But it was the first time that I literally had all day and I was going you know, I was exhausted. I'd been, so, I'd been so busy this past week, this past week, that last weekend, this past weekend, I've kept, I've kept myself busy, thankfully and gratefully busy. Um, but it was the first time that I was really going to be by myself and I was dreading it. And I think I was avoiding it and it was scary. And I cried, I cried. And, but at the same time, it felt really good to just lay on my couch, be in comfy clothes, lay with my dog, and be by myself and watch what I wanted to watch on TV and nap. And it was weird. It was like laying there and it was like, I, it, you know, it's, it was different. It was change. It was different. It was something that has been such a constant in my life for the past three years. And it was different and it was scary, but it was pivotal. It was absolutely pivotal and it felt time. I felt ready. I felt ready to start. Okay. You know, I've, I've come out of this. It's been kind of a weird and rough and kind of sad, but at the same time, very empowering time. But I finally feel like it's time for me to accept and to kind of start to choose to start my healing. And I think that's what that day did. And all I have to say is, all I have to say about that is, is that it was something that seems so small and it might sound so small to anyone listening, but it was something that seriously was like, it was like I had 
just found anything that could possibly distract myself. And like, yeah, I did come home from work and had been by myself. But once again, it was like, okay, you come home from work and you have your routine and you know that you need to wake up and you need to go to work again. But this was the first, this was the first day that I had chosen to be like, okay, it's like two o'clock PM on a Sunday. I have all day. And I choose and I know what I want to do with this day and I know what I need to do with this day for myself and for me and to rest and to recuperate and to recover. But I am so scared to sit down on that couch and to just relax by myself and be alone by myself. There's no one who I'm texting. There's no one who I'm talking to. There's no one who I'm thinking of. I am 100% by myself. And... It was the first time that I finally took, I finally, and like, I, I love naps. I think about naps. I have a very hard time taking naps. I have a very hard time letting myself rest for a period of time in the middle of a day where I could be doing other things or I could be thinking about doing other things because that's what overthinking does. And I know that there's people who understand what I'm talking about. I, for the first time, took a nap. I took a nap on my couch, fully out. There was, and you know what? I had a great movie and this actually leads me into what I was talking about. But I I thought that was such a cool thing that I was able to relax enough to to literally fall asleep and take a nap. And that's huge for me because sleeping is a problem for me. I do not sleep well. I have never slept well. I have to take medicine to sleep. It's a thing. So I, I literally took a nap on my couch with my dog whilst watching Life Size, which then leads me to Life Size. And I just want to do this because I saw, because Life Size, Life Size 2 is coming out. However, it's coming out on Freeform, which means that it doesn't matter and it's not going to be good, um, which is really depressing. And I'm still probably going to watch it because, you know, like, duh. However, I do want to say this. I have to go on record and say that I am stunned. Tyra Banks is a gem in Life Size. She's an absolute gem. Okay, there's one. The dad, Lindsay Lohan's dad is hot. I'll say it. He's hot like in a weird way. Three, Shine Bright, Shine Far is like, it's the, the, the whole movie is just amazing. The whole movie, Lindsay Lohan, it, it, it deserves numero awards. It does. It does. It does. Not really, but you know what I'm saying. So I just cannot believe I just I just cannot believe they're coming out with a life size too. So that kind of like steers us into this different kind of direction of the podcast. I feel like we've talked about a lot of, you know, we did a little self check in. Let's kind of start talking about some things that I so yes, watched life size. And that was a nice little like retouch. And that was, you know, it was comfy. It was cozy. I took the nap watching life size while in the background. And it was just uh, it was just great. It brought back so many wonderful feelings. I also decided to tune into an episode of Keeping Up with Kardashians, which I have not watched in I don't know how long because I just like I just took a break and I used to love watching that show and I still love watching that show. But I think like I just I was so Kardashian out for a while and I'm not trying to like ride that train to be like I'm over them because I I love the Kardashians. okay, and I and I could go and I could fill a whole episode talking about the Kardashians and dissecting them and not kissing their ass, but really talking about them and talking about them in a way that's like realistic. okay? but I tuned into this episode because it was the episode about Tristan. It was the episode that literally shows the behind the scenes of Tristan cheating. So like, or not him cheating, but like when they found out and then like Chloe and then Chloe going into labor. So I was like, oh my God, I have to watch this. So I did. And I just, 
Ooh, like the whole thing. Like, I mean, obviously, I mean, I never voiced my opinion on a podcast, but like, I, I feel like even sitting on this and like giving it, like giving him the like time and like saying what everyone else has said, like, obviously my opinion is no different from anyone else's. Like, you're dating, isn't he like 27 or 20? He's young. Like, he's young. And this isn't the first time that he's cheated, like, on a pregnant baby mama. Like, stop. Stop. What? First off, what is this asshole doing making out with a bitch in public? You can make, you have, you are an athlete with somewhat of substantial money. You can make out with a girl in your hotel room, her hotel room, a private room, um, a car, any kind of car, even maybe a plane. Like, I feel like there are so many other places for this asshole to make out with a hoe but he decides to make out with a hoe in public but I guess that's what happens when you're trash making out with a hoe right right Ooh, spicy she's getting spicy but am I right though like you're choosing to make out with a like you're a slut and she's a slut and you're choosing to make out in public and, like, I know that you're probably not super, I mean, I don't know, I don't, doesn't matter how drunk or not how not drunk you are, but, like, what are you doing? You have impregnated Khloe Kardashian and she's about to burst and she's literally about to burst in your home. She is literally in your home. I'm just, like, bat. like, I'm still baffled by the whole thing. I'm still baffled. And I'm actually really happy that she has not full-fledged and I... I don't know if she has and is not posting it. I know that she was going to say that they were going to work on things, but I know that she was having a very difficult time um, accepting what had happened. Duh. I, I mean, I, I can't, and I don't even want to get into it because I'm going to get real nasty and I'm going to get real gritty and I'm going to get real low with it. So I'm going to choose to like not, but like, she hasn't really they really don't post much I, I'm not quite sure they're like hardcore together I don't know and maybe I'm just not educated and maybe I'm missing something but I don't think they're very much together or as I, I, I don't know but like and she's definitely doing the right thing and she is like her, her her posts because that's what that's part of her that's part of her image that's part of her job that's part of what this this day and age is and it's not Tristan and it's not pictures of her and Tristan and the and true it's true and true and the kids so I actually am really liking how she's coming off on social media I'm still not sure where they lie. But I will say that there's one thing that stays tried and true on keeping up with the Kardashians. And that is my beloved, my beloved, the human, the absolute atrocity mess. But I feel for him. Scott Disick. The day that Scott Disick is not on keeping up with the Kardashians is a day that I don't want to see. However, it is weird to me that Scott Disick is still a character because it's now he's part of the show. He's been on the show for literally like I remember old episodes with him with slipped slicked back hair and a baby face. And when like Bruce was Bruce and when Courtney was young and they would like make out like they were laying it just I remember old episodes of keeping up with the Kardashians. Scott has been around literally for years now. Like it's been over 10 years. Scott's been around. And now that he's, you know, the the father of all of, you know, Courtney's children, he's not going anywhere. And yeah, he might be dating 20-year-old 20, 20 Sophia Ritchie, which is still very bizarre, but still very appropriate because Scott Disick is literally Peter Pan and is a child and will never grow up. 
However, I do adore him. I think he's hilarious. Do I think he's disgusting and he was a narcissist at one point? Yeah, I do. I also think he was an only child who's lost. but And he did have both of his parents in the earlier episodes, and I get that. But I think he's an only child who's lost both of his parents, who never grew up, never had to grow up, still doesn't have to grow up, um, now has four children, is has had probably the like if you really think about Scott Disick's life it is absolutely insane I mean it's absolutely insane he went from being probably an undercover playboy with mommy and daddy's money who used to you know I'm, I'm gonna do these drugs I'm gonna I mean he was a total addict he's been in and out of rehab and now he's you know now he's Kourtney Kardashian's baby daddy who he's pumped out four kids for her I mean Christ it's just insane and he willingly so would give her more children I mean, God, he is, he's 100% committed. And I honestly still think today, if Courtney said, I want another kid, I think he would literally look at Sophia and be like, I, I'm sorry, but I, I have to go. Like, I, 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 I truthfully think he would. I, I, I mean, that, I, I think that's kind of goes without saying. But it was just very interesting to me. I still love, I, I, I love watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians and, um, I, I just, I, I, now I'm like even so wanting to watch cause I want to see the kids. I want to see their kids like true's now getting older. I do think it was weird that they took true to like the March for our lives rally. I get that people take their kids, but true had absolutely, or not true. Jesus Christ. North North had absolutely no idea what was going on. Like no idea. And I don't think we'll remember. Um, so I thought that was a little strange and like Kim was literally holding her and literally like talking to her and was like, people died. Like kids were killed kids were killed because of gun like I just think it was strange it was very strange it didn't sit well with me it was like okay change of scene um so we've now have seen um Demi Lovato out of rehab uh I've seen now two different articles being posted of pictures with her then she definitely came out with her first kind of like posed photo today of like her at the voting booths which like who didn't like who isn't posting about voting and I'm not trying to be like stupid and ignorant like I get it it's extremely important but at the same time it's like I'm not I'm not gonna post that I like cool like I I I don't know maybe that maybe that makes me one of none but like I don't know I just feel like I don't need to like put my sticker on my cheek and like take a pic I don't know call it me that's just me. But yeah, so I was like really happy to see her. And I'm I'm hoping for the best for her, as we can all hope. Um, you hope that somebody doesn't I don't know. It just it's such a bleak thing. But I mean, she looks gorgeous, she looks healthy, as she always has. But um apparently she doesn't even want to return to LA, which honestly I don't doubt I like I don't blame her. I I wouldn't want to go, you know, I maybe not LA, like maybe get me a maybe get me a house like somewhere up in like I don't know. I, maybe somewhere completely different. I mean, California is amazing, obviously, because the weather is great all year round. But I mean, apparently she has not has not returned home and does not want to return home as of now, which once again, can't blame her. Um, another little piece of pop culture that was announced today. Um, Idris Elba was announced People's Sexiest Man Alive, which I have to say... I'm not typically into the black ch- or into the dark chocolate. Um, however, I have gone and I have said before that I absolutely am obsessed with Idris Elba. Um, I think he is super sexy. I think his voice is a voice that is just 
almost better than Morgan Freeman's voice. Um, and for anyone who has not watched Luther, first of all, you're missing out. Second of all, that has one of the best first pilot episodes of a series I have absolutely ever seen in my entire life. And by best episode, I mean the dialogue between actors is some of the best scene. It has some of the best like scenes, like one-on-one scenes that I've seen in a pilot. And this is me getting a little nerdy. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, he stars in Luther, which is a BBC um, drama series. It, and it's about him. He is a detective. Um, in London and he is a recovering addict I do believe it's been a while since I've watched it I have watched it all the way through twice and I it's been some time though I can't remember um it is very dark it is very gruesome and it is very gory so of course those check all of my boxes because I'm a freak but um for anyone who's looking for like a new kind of dark drama crime creepy um, just really good series. I highly recommend Luther. The last time I watched it, it was on Netflix, but that's where I fell in love with Idris Elba. So, um, very cool. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he was, I'm extremely happy that he was named Sexiest Man Alive. I feel like it's a nice break from our Brad Pitts and our George Clooney's. Um, you know, it's like, cool, we've seen it, we've done it, we're over it kind of thing. You know what I mean? And to kind of shake it up a bit, give it a little, I mean, come on, give it a little diversity. But I think he is a phenomenal choice. Um, obviously, I, I think, is he going to be our next Bond? I know that that was rumored. I hope he's our next Bond because that's a Bond I can stand behind. Daniel Craig creeps me out. He's creepy. He's ugly. I don't think he's hot. Um, he, he really, honestly, I'm not like, I'm... Yes, obviously, like, staring at him, would I say that he doesn't look like a bum and, like, he's not ugly? Like, yeah, sure. But if I could pick, like, him, and then there was this other guy that I actually just watched in this, like, Hallmark Christmas movie, which, by the way, is anyone else excited that Hallmark Christmas is starting? Because I am, even though I used to shit on those movies, I now I think I've openly and and have you know, accepted the fact that I'm totally into a storyline that is very repetitive and that is going to end good. Okay. I need a little cheeriness in my life. I need a little true. I need a little happy ending or not a happy ending because I, I do have a happy ending, but I'm looking for a little, you know, a little holiday love, a little holiday romance. Um, but there was a super sexy guy in one of those shows and he was just kind of, he looked totally different and I would totally pick him over Daniel Craig any day. So yeah, I'm extremely excited that we have a new Bond, and I hope it is him. I think the last time I heard it was him. Another announcement? Um, Spice Girls announced their reunion tour, which I know everyone's heard of. And honestly, when I heard this, I was I was very less than thrilled. Like, cool. I think it's because we're coming off of the whole, like, Backstreet Boy thing, and, like, the Backstreet Boys and everyone having a comeback, and, like, cool, comeback, whatever. I'm over a comeback. However... Spice Girls are great. I feel like if I whipped out their albums recent, like, and started listening to them again, I would, you know, take my clothes off and run around and be super excited and girl power. I want to go on record and say that I will say this here and say this now, and I don't think I've ever heard anyone say this, and I'm not sure if this is going to land well. Um, so I don't know what anyone's thinking or what anyone's talking about, because when everyone's like, oh, Spice Girls, my favorite, I would, I lo- like, they're, I loved Posh, or I loved Baby, or I loved Jerry. 
okay, I don't know what y'all bitches are talking about because Scary Spice till I die yai. Best outfits, best lines in in Spice World. I mean, come on, people. Scary Spice. I was Scary Spice. I love Scary Spice. Mel B, Mel B, Mel B. Mel B all day. Or is it Mel C? No, Mel C is Sporty Spice. Mel B. I had the Barbie doll. I had all of her. I was absolutely in love. So for anyone out there wondering, I was Scary Spice. And you know what? I don't care. I don't care. She was my favorite. So there's that. Thank you. Thanks. Just wanted to say that. Um, wow. I think I'm actually going to. Oh, you know what? I did want to talk about. I did want to talk about. I finally finished. Um, I finished Haunting on Hill House. I finished it. And I have to say, I absolutely. I loved the show. I honestly want to go back and watch it. Because there were a lot of things that were super amazing about it. And that were creepy. Um, and that I did notice watching it later on, but then didn't notice it like while I was watching it. So I want to know how many like in the background ghosts I actually didn't realize at first because then I started to look for them and I found them, which was super creepy. Um, I think that if I wanted to play anyone, I would definitely either want to play Nell or I'd want to play Theodora. I'd say I'd want to play Theodora first and Nell second because I'm absolutely obsessed with Theo's storyline and Theo's power. Um, I loved the whole, I loved how beautiful it was. I loved how beautifully written it was and how really just, I loved like the core values of it. I loved how it was just really, truly this, this, this family wholeheartedly. One of my favorite episodes is the episodes where everyone is together in the funeral home and it's when they have actually like Nell and her casket, um, and like they're all just sitting in the funeral home and it's like it's like it just almost kind of turns into cabin fever. People start saying things, the way that it was filmed, the dialogue, the movement, the blocking. I honestly that was so mesmerizing to me. I can't even begin to say. I was like my jaw was dropped watching it. I was absolutely just like enthralled. I was enthralled by that episode. Um and apparently they have like an alternate ending episode, which is going to make everyone sad. So I'm still trying to find that. But I did want to just say that I, I like I loved it. And if anyone who's not watched it yet, um, watch it. And I know it's after Halloween and it's like, but watch it. It's it's really great. And make sure that you're listening to the dialogue and make sure that you can hear it and that it's turned up loud enough that you can actually hear everyone talking at all points in time. Um but yeah, I'm just like super, mm, it was so, it was so good. It was so good. I'm sorry. I really don't have that many like TV movie things because I've just, I've been, as you can tell previously, I've been a little distracted in that department. Like my, my, my thoughts and my free time, I've, I've, I haven't been like, like I said, I hadn't spent a lot of alone time to the point where I could sit down and really start like cranking through some TV and cranking through some movies and chit chatting about that. Um, but I promise that there will be a lot more of that now that I'm kind of have started gotten over that hump and I feel a little bit more confident and feel a little bit more more like relaxed and relieved um now that I've kind of ripped the band-aid off um so okay I think that is going to be it 
for this week's episode. I think next week we're going to talk. I, I, I like want to talk. I had like skin and makeup stuff that I wanted to talk about, but I think we're going to kind of do a little bit of a teaser. We're going to maybe like bring that in next week and kind of talk about some of my favorite things that I have been absolutely dying over um, and just some things that I can't live without. So I definitely think we'll talk about that next week. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Mad Yet Mighty. Um, hopefully once again you enjoyed if you are enjoying um you know do the thing do the thing scroll on down wherever you're listening to you know give me some kind of thumbs up um you can find me on instagram you can at meg kelsip if you want to you know like follow and look at some pretty pictures and some random rants and some random stories that i go on um but yeah i hope everyone has a fabulous hump day it's hump day and has a great rest of the week and i will see you next hump day how do you like that